Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fuck Your Opinions Podcast. You got your boy Jalen over here, following by... Andre. Book. Derek. And we got a series of topics today on episode four. We're going to kick it off with the first one, starting with... Does not wanting a gay son make you homophobic? Which I think... I was going to let you go. I don't think it make you homophobic. It don't make you homophobic. It doesn't. It doesn't make you homophobic. My thought process on it was like, for my son, if we just strictly talking about sons, like at first thought, I want him to be like me. Exactly. Like I want him to be like me at first. Then eventually, of course, I want him to grow and be better. And you know, I'm not. I'm not gay. So it's like. So it's like you know, I want my son to be like me. So it's not the part. That's not a part of him. But that doesn't mean if he is gay, I'm not gonna love him as much. Like I really don't care. I feel like the last point is. The most important point, like that's I feel like that's where the homophobia comes in. If your child happens to be gay and you treat them different, yeah. that's when it's a problem. But I feel like, yeah, most men don't want their son to be gay. But then, like, cause I don't care. Yeah. Either way, that's it'll be my child, and I'm gonna love him. Exactly. But off the rip, first thought, I'm like, okay. I want this dude like be like like he said like me, yeah. yeah. And then boom, it's show like, him this, show him that. It's, tra- it's traditional. Yeah, it's right. like your idea of having a son. Like you want the typical like whether you want him to play sports or whether you want to have that talk with them about girls or like you know just everything that you wanted when you was a kid or that you had when you was a kid. So you want to do that for them. Yeah. It's just you know a natural thing to want a son to be like you, but. Yeah. Ultimately, they don't always turn out in that favor, and you know you gotta be okay with what you get. But yeah. ain't nothing wrong with not wanting a gay son, and if you do have one, then you have one. Right. You just deal with it. Nah, yeah. if, if you don't want a gay son out of like anger or some shit, like you just on some actual like I hate gay people shit. Yeah, like, you you weird. Nah, that's 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 wrong as fuck. Cause cause if you love your child any differently just because they prefer. Uh, something uh, a person other than you, a gender other than you, it's like you you don't fuck shit. That's a child. Exactly. I feel like if your yeah. viewpoint is, I won't love my son or treat my son the same because he's gay, then you don't need to be having kids. Yeah. And it's it's That's just true. that simple. Right. You already got your own preemptive thoughts on like how you gonna treat them based off some something that don't matter. And it shows the the lack of uh, maturity and growth that your your thought process and your mind has because that's your child. And, you know, you're supposed to love your children unconditionally. Mm-hmm. So anything that they choose to do, any decisions that they want to make, you know, for themselves to better their life or to feel happy with themselves, you got to support it. You got to be okay with whatever they want to do because at the end of the day, if you don't let them do it from the time that, you know, they're born until they're 18. Once they're out the house, they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah, You exactly. can't stop that. So learn to be okay with it and just accept it. I got a question. Mm-hmm. What's up? You didn't give your thoughts. <laughs> right. It didn't I mean, say, I got like, I said, I, like, like y'all said, I don't care about that. Right. If you gay, you gay. I, I don't care. All right. All right. So <laughs> what's your question, though? Um, is homophobia really hate or is it fear? Okay. Because phobia is a fear. Yeah, by definition, a homophobia would be the fear of homosexual people. 
but like the way that people Dude. use the term is yeah. like, oh, you're homophobic because you don't like gay people. But uh, by by definition of how you would break the word down, homophobia would mean a fear yeah. of gay people. I just wanted to see what y'all would say about that. But yeah, and then if it's homophobia would be like, that would be a mental diagnosis. Because mm-hmm. any phobia is a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, like... So then should they change the verbiage then? You know, since everybody care about verbiage nowadays. I don't know. What would you call it? Gay hate. Oh, no. Gators. Gay haters. Call <laughs> them <laughs> gators. You gotta stop. It man. makes sense. Shit, you know spell that for me? Huh? Spell that. G-A-Y-T-E-R-S. Yeah, yeah there we go. Gators. Mm. Like gators. Right, but there, there we go. That, that's the new word. Nah, for bro. people that hate gay folk, it's gators. Fucking right. gators. You gotta spell it right, though. <laughs> but, nah, for real, for real. but another thing is like if your child do happen to be gay love and embrace them and don't try to force like your straight ideals onto them like if your yeah. son don't want to play football or do this or do that don't try to force him just because he's a boy do not mean he has to do all of yeah. those regular yeah. old things but another thing also is i've seen it in the reverse now too everybody wants to be so accepting of homosexuality they're pushing those ideals onto street kids mm-hmm. like i've seen videos where they put in the little makeup filters on the little boys and the little boys is like nah i don't want to do that that's gay and then they're forcing the kid to do that to make them more accepting mm-hmm. but that's just as bad as trying to force a gay person to do what's quote-unquote straight mm-hmm. you want to teach your kid don't hate people or treat people any differently because the fact that they're gay but you don't want to push those ideals and make them do things that in their eyes aren't right because you feel as though it should be normalized and the thing is in all reality bottom line straight and gay like nobody should be forcing any sexual ideals on children that's a fact there's a there's, a, a question there's definitely too. an age limit when they when these kids need to have this talk and for some reason it's it's lowering and that's the question i wanted that's, to ask I, I, fi- <laughs> I, fi- I, I figured it i figured it was because there's a specific video that we've all seen that we tapped into uh last week where there's that they're starting to show um it's basically a sex ed video for first graders, for first right? graders where they're teaching the kids about erections and masturbating, clitoris. and clitoris. Yeah. Mind you, I I yeah, ain't know what a clitoris yeah. was for the for the <laughs> longest time, <laughs> and now it's first graders learning yeah, about yeah, this yeah. stuff. We all, came, we all came to a conclusion that like fifth grade and up is definitely the threshold where it's like, all right, you're growing up because that's when your body does start to change. First grade. That is, that's not it. But first, second, third, fourth, none of that shit is, is it. When they need to be learning that, like, they just need to be living life. And I, I have a theory on why they're starting to teach kids freak that, that young. And like like he said, <laughs> the freak-ass freaks. I think it's like, I feel like it's low-key grooming. If you teach a kid about something earlier, then they'll have the understanding of what it is. And the whole thing about consent is 
a kid cannot consent to sex because they do not know what it is and they do not know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So if you teach a kid what sex is in first grade, by third, fourth grade, they'll have a good understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you know all the pedophiles is going to be out having a field day while the little kid's at recess. Yo, speaking of pedophiles, I got set up for this. The LGBTQ plus community. If y'all accept pedophiles into this, to, to y'all, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I just hope y'all know that everything that y'all work so hard for is going to go right out the window. Well, I would like to let it be known that it is it is a running rumor that that's happening, but I've also seen a lot of people deny that it's happening. Yeah, I'm just saying, if they, it does happen... They're not with that shit. But the the everything that y'all is, work for is going right out the, the window. The crazy thing is, though, it's, it's crazy to say... But I feel like pedophiles are more likely to get rights than black people. Yeah. Because if if you ever, mm. when you think about Let's who about pedophiles are, no offense, I'm not, not saying this on like no racist tip, but the real big ones that you hear about in the news say more often is than not. old, rich, white people. Old, rich, white people like little boys and girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just based off what I've seen in the news, this is not me saying that all old rich white people like little kids. But what I've seen in the news, when people are getting outed for this stuff, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. So, and if you think about who has the power in the world, it's, it's the old rich white people. They look out for their own. Mm-hmm. If you fit, if you fit in and you look like them, they're going to look out for you. So, I'm just saying, watch your kids, bruh, because it's, it's some crazy people out here. And then it's, it's crazy family family members in y'all families, Fact too. Really and y'all got, your people it's, it's your uncles kids. and aunties that's touching on the little kids, too, that y'all yeah. need to, mm. you mean, if your kids say that something happened, Believe something it. happened, They ain't gonna lie about something. Like exactly. That. They don't, they don't have the nothing. knowledge enough no, to lie and, lie and say, oh, yeah. They tried to do this or that to me. Yeah. They don't know what this or that is. So if they come up to you and say, yo, Uncle Johnny touched me. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Johnny and did that shit. And somebody need to beat the shit out of Uncle Johnny. And everybody should know, any kid that's under five, they should know that little kids don't lie about nothing. Mm-hmm. If there's two things in this world that don't lie, little kids and old people. And that's <laughs> a fact. <laughs> that's a fact, These bro. little girls not fast. And these little boys, they're they not for that shit either, bro. Oh, yeah. Old heads make your, kids fast. We're we not, we not in the day. Your little will tell you you fat in a heartbeat. For sure. <laughs> you feel me? Like, ain't nothing they to go and hide from this. It's a different day and age. Out them motherfuckers, bro. For real. Kick them motherfuckers out the family. It wasn't okay before, but out them. Definitely out them now. Please out them. Without all these platforms. And stop making uh your kids hug everybody, bruh. If they don't want to give somebody a hug, they don't got to. Be respectful, say hi, but they don't got to hug and touch everybody because little kids can get that vibe. They know the weirdos mm-hmm. in the room, bruh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, older people like to be blind and stuff because you like, okay, I've known this person all my life. Ain't no way they this way. You, maybe your son or your daughter picking up what you've been missing. Cause it's obviously some, and it all and it all goes back to keep those communication channels open with your children. Mm-hmm. Make sure they can come to you about anything without judgment. Cause trust and believe, if they can't, they won't. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, watch your kids, man, and pay attention. Cause they're gonna even if they don't say nothing, 
you got to be able to pick up on body language and all that and know when uh when your when your kid is feeling uh uncomfortable all right so <laughs> i i think um it's a story that somebody got to tell that leads to another topic <laughs> that's a little touchy um, but i feel like it do need to be talked about so Mind you, this is nobody here in this room. This is a story that I heard uh, from an outside source. But um, uh, one of uh, his friends was dealing with a female friend. Well, what he thought was a female friend at the time. Uh, they was hanging out, talking on social media and everything. Um, and they linked up. So they linked up, you know, felt each other out. Yeah, felt each other out. Um, you know, got got the kissing, and you know, she uh, she sucked his dick. straight up. She sucked his dick. I mean, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, we gonna get straight to it. Yeah, yeah, she sucked his dick, and uh, you know, so he wanted some more of that. So he was just, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to have sex with her. So uh, I'm assuming that she was fully clothed at the time. So. They was having sex, and uh, they wasn't having sex. They was, uh, you know, trying to discuss, like, you know, why they wasn't having sex or why she wasn't trying to. So then when it got to that point, um, the girl at the time, <laughs> at the time, <laughs> what we thought went was ahead and uh, showed him her penis. What happened after that? It was fight night at that point. Uppercuts, left hooks, and everything else that you would have thought of, and uh, he caught a charge for that because she did not communicate that she was a man. So the question is: Is it a hate crime to beat up a tranny after they didn't tell you that they were a tranny? That's a crazy way to word that. That's a crazy. Should, should, should I? No, all right, all right, all right. Nah, I get. Nah, this, they, this is exactly what everybody, you're supposed everybody to say. get. What like, you're saying, yeah, like, yeah, like, is it? It's assault. It's, it's a it's, it's definitely it's assault. assault. A hate crime, no. Assault, yes. Cause I feel like it's a hate crime if it's just a a transgender person walking down the street and you beat the shit out of them just for existing. Yeah. But nah, Which that, that does happen. Though. That person like they bamboozled you and you thought yeah. you was yeah, yeah. nah. There's, Are you no wrong room. for beating up the shorty? I don't, bro. It's a because nigga. they lie. It's, it's a nigga number one. Well, it's a nigga, ain't yeah. no shorty. But. It's not wrong because that shit needs to be communicated. And even if you had the procedure to get a vagina, you still got to tell me. Yeah, at one point in life, <laughs> I was like you. Yeah, so like I, you were a dude. You had the genetics and everything. You was built like I was built. You got to tell me that type of shit. Like you can't, you can't go forward without us communicating that. And if I was him, though, I would have moved a little bit smarter because we would have, I would have seen something. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would have something before we would have started. Yeah, right. like, you know, you feel me? But like, but that goes back to something we talked about on one of the past episodes. When you put yourself in situations like that, let everything be known up front, because it can be the nicest person you could you dealing with, and then something like that come out that you know that switch, and they, they teeing off on you because they thought you was a born a woman and you was born a man and like son not everybody is with that 
it's some people who is with it and some people who going to love you for you, men, women, whatever. trans, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's some, nah, it's, it's, that's not cool. And you can't assume that everybody is with it. Even if you nah. think they are, you should still tell them. let you know. You in trouble. The majority <laughs> of people, well, I can't even say the majority of people aren't with it. Because I do feel like nowadays it's more people who are willing to take that step than others. But it's still a lot of people out here who's not going for that at all. Yeah, I mean, it all it all comes down to you know communicating that you know you don't want to see anybody get assaulted. It's, it's that's not right. But you see that you can see the clear preventative steps. You know, let somebody know up front. You know, hey, this is me. This is who I am. And if they choose not to, you know, mess with you, then they choose not to mess with you. It is what it is. What it is. You know. But there's like 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 my man right here just said. There's plenty of people who will who will mess with you, who will love you, will care for you. No, no matter what's what's up with you, you know. All right, so that leads me to asking y'all another question, like that y'all may or may not have the answer to, like just from like being on social media and talking to different people. A whole lot of transgender people say. They don't come out as trans because they don't want to be attacked in everyday life for that. I, I understand. But what's your question? So, like, what what do you think in that position? What what would what do you think is the right thing to do? Do you think okay, they they fear that if they tell this person, oh yeah, I'm this, yeah, it's the fear. You mean so? What what would you what would be your advice to them on what they should do in a situation like that? Because I mean, we telling them, okay, let everybody know what it is up front. But say you let somebody know what it is up front, and then they go and blast your whole John on social media, and now everybody knows what you was trying to keep a secret because you trusted this person. Got, and yeah, you gotta deal with that that shit at home, like. You got to look in the mirror and really, you know... Love yourself. Yeah, embrace it. Like, it's not going to be okay because it's something that you have to be, get used to and you got to get comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But all them insecurities, you got to deal with at home. And once you deal with that at home, when you come out into the public eye, like, you already don't care about what everybody else got to think mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their problem. Well, but what if it's not the fear of... How people will look at you or what people will think, but what they might do, do to you, you because of. Yeah, because like well, you that, just, that's like, just like. That's you know like I mean, I ain't trying, I ain't like trying to compare it to yeah, but I'm saying it's just like with us being black. Like, we deal with a lot of shit just because of the color of our skin, and we don't do shit because of it. Like, we don't do shit to mm-hmm. have that problems on us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no matter what happens, there's going to be somebody out there that's not going to like you because of what you look like or because of just who you are specifically. Some people just don't like, like you But then like there's you. always people that will like you for what you are. You know, and the thing is about me, I love people because of what they know that they are and they embrace it no matter what problems it causes to them. Mm-hmm. So if you fat and you know that you fat, it don't matter. Like Lizzo, like... I'm not saying that, like, you know, yeah, I'm not disrespecting but like, her, but, like, em- embrace people, yourself. people say that she shouldn't be doing the things because of the way that she's shaped, mm-hmm. but she embraces so much, it's like, why not do what she's doing? Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if it's not a fact about you being gay or announcing that you're gay or announcing that you're a trainee, but embrace that, though. Like, yeah, I was a, I was a dude at one time, but now I want to be a girl. That's cool. But don't, you know, hide it 
because of your fears because of it because it's just like at some point in time somebody's gonna have to know at yeah. some point in time somebody's gonna find out you want to find love or you want to find you know your boyfriend or girlfriend like you gotta say that right. it's okay it's if, okay it's cool and if you do choose to keep on the low because you know for protective reasonings is at least when it gets to uh, a part where it gets to a point where you're Mess talking to somebody or messing with somebody that you you have you should let them know up front like that's that's the basic that's the basis for me mm-hmm. like if you if you are if you do fear for your life that because you know it, if you do fear for your life that something could happen to you like like you said in the beginning you know they could just get attacked just cause any any time of the day just cause of who they are you know that's that's fu- that's, that's fucked up and then it's like okay keep it on the low. But if you if you choose to mess with somebody, that person you mess with de- deserves to know. Mm. Like that's that's the base that's the basis for me. Yeah. And I feel like if if you're willing to go that far with somebody to do all of those sexual things and stuff of that nature, you should be comfortable enough with that person and know who they are well enough to be able to tell them. Without the fear of okay, they gonna do this, they gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for like like he was saying, you gotta embrace yourself. You gotta love yourself. It starts with you. You gotta be able to look in the mirror and be like, I'm the shit, and can't nobody tell me different. Yeah. So that yeah. when you walk out into the world, that same energy mm-hmm. is like, given out. And it's it all starts small, like cause even like me, I I do it like from time to time when I feel like I'm low. Like, you just, bro, you just listen to your favorite song or listen to something that p- keeps you at bay. You look in the mirror, you just tell yourself that you're a beast. You tell yourself that you're an animal. You're going to attack mm-hmm. the day or you're going to, you know, take on whatever challenges come up in front of you. You kind of got to give yourself them affirmations just so you can manifest what's going to come upon you. Exactly. You got to take all those outside things and you got to ingest it because it's always going to be people who's going to say something bad about you. It's always going to be people who going to say good about you. It's no it's not going to be 100% either way. It's going to be people that love you, it's going to be people that hate you and it's going to be the motherfuckers in between. That's just Regardless. the way the world works. It's exactly. always yin and yang with everything. Mhm. And then that just comes down to how how are you going to be able to take the criticism from the outside world? And with that being said, I want to know for like y'all specifically, do y'all feel like criticism motivates you or it makes it harder for you to succeed it kind of goes both ways can you say that again does criticism motivate you like motivate you to take that next step or does it hinder you and make it harder to succeed because somebody is like yeah you aren't doing this or you need to do this better i think it i think it depends on the way you process it like me personally it's all first. It's all about your delivery. Mm-hmm. It's all about mm-hmm. your delivery. Cause if you just say some fuck, like say some fuck shit to me, I'm about to fuck that nigga. I'm cool. But like, if you if you even if you say something the, the like the right way initially, if it's something like that, I that that you feel strongly about, like like I I could do this to do to do better and grow. Then depending on what it is, I might I might I might be angry at first. I might be upset at first. Like you, like I thought I was cool. But eventually, I'm gonna process it, and I'm gonna be like, "All right, bet." 
I might be, I might need to change. I might need to change this to grow. And I'm going to think about that. I'm going to reflect. If somebody comes to me with that, I'm going to reflect. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this from moving forward. But my initial, my initial, my initial emotions could, could seem like I'm mad, but I just need to process it. Okay, I get what you're saying. See, see with me, it's like, I love somebody telling me that I can't do something. Facts. That's mm-hmm. my biggest motivator you, you right telling there. me that I can't, like, because it's just because of how I was just wired, just growing up, like, always just having, like, that chip on your shoulder, just having a reason to just go do the extra. So, like, somebody telling me that I can't do something, it's like, why can't I? Like, even my mom telling me not to do something, it's like, why, why not? Why not? <laughs> you feel me? So, it's like, I always want to just go beyond of what people think about me or even if I feel like I might not even be able to do it. I don't tell myself that. That's I just go ahead and just do it. And if I don't get it right at the first time, I fuck up. But yeah. I fuck up knowing that the reason why I fucked up was because of this. I'm not going to do this the next yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's all trial and error. And that's the thing. Everything is impossible until somebody does it. You know? All it, all it takes is one person and then the impossible is yeah. now possible. So it, it motivates me a lot. It doesn't hinder anything because it's like I know eventually I'm gonna find something that's gonna work for me or I'm gonna make something happen, like turn something into nothing at any time. Mm-hmm. I feel like criticism for me is the big motivator, especially coming from the right person. Like if you know what you're talking about that's and it. you're like, "Yo, mm-hmm. yeah. you need to not, say that you need too. to not do this <laughs> and then do this." Okay, mm-hmm. boom. Cause I, me. And Boog, we start a little paintball team. So we go out, we be practicing on the uh, speedball joints. I don't play that. I, and I run track. So boom. I run with, I be running out there regularly. And oh hell, it's like, yeah. Off the break, like when the game starts, you got to run low. Because if you run high, it's a bigger target. Okay, that that criticism, I take that, put it into my game. It motivated me like, okay, now I got to work on this to get to my spots so that when I'm in there, I can do what I got to do. Right. But then it could be people on the outside that don't know nothing yeah. and be like, yeah, bro, don't do this. Don't. I'm like, I'm not listening to you because <laughs> and that's my thing. You got to know which critics is the right critics because yeah, you got to know how to do that. I was going to say the same thing the wrong, the, yeah, wrong person, the wrong person chirping in your ear will make it impossible for you to succeed because they're going to feed you like, all the wrong like you information. You got to people knowledgeable. You got to you got to take you got to just take it with a grain of salt though because at at any point in time it's when you start to get comfortable with whatever you're doing, you're going to start to know what's right and what's wrong. Exactly. But you can't listen to everybody or have everybody in your ear because no matter if you have five people that know what they're doing or know what they're talking about, having them tell you five different things will fuck you up. Exactly. Everybody everybody can be doing the same exact thing 20 different ways. Right. It's four of us right here. If we go and pick up a pencil and start writing... (laughs) <laughs> we gonna write and hold the pencil four different ways, so you have to listen to all your critics. But at the end of the day, you gotta make it your own. Mm-hmm. You gotta pick the pencil up yourself, hold it however it feels comfortable for you, and then move in the strokes to make every letter. So just because I say yo, I do it like this, and you gotta write like that, boom, you could try that and it could feel stupid to you. And then you adjust your hand a little bit, boom. Next thing you know, you're an author. That's all it's about. 
That's all it's about. But with <laughs> that, <laughs> so then with that, do you feel like would you take praise over criticism, or would you take criticism over praise? So criticism, yeah, criticism over criticism. praise every day. I, mean, I want both. <laughs> criticism. When I when I finally do something correctly, I need I need the praise. Like that would motivate you. What, like you feel like criticism would motivate you to go further than praise would. Yeah. yeah. Because, boom, going back to sports track. I I run a good race. Oh, good job! You did this good. You did this. You did this. You did this. I'm not gonna get no better. You're telling me everything I did good. Yeah, it was a good race. Boom, lovely. But if I run my good race and you like, yo, good job. But at this part of your race, you fell asleep. You start slowing down. Your start wasn't good. You need to finish harder. You need to like, okay, boom. My race was good, but I know if. I start better, I stay attentive at this part of the race, and I hold it through the finish, that good race is going to turn into a great one. Yeah, nah, the, criti- the, criticism, the criticism is always going to help you. But when you finally do that, and you finally reach your pinnacle, that's when, you're praised, that's when the praise is going to kick in. Because that's the end game. You feel me? You win, you get the praise. The criticism, that's always going to push you further. Cause people telling you that you right isn't gonna help you do shit. It's exactly. not gonna help you do nothing. I only want, I only want to hear praise after the hard work I put in. I said, yeah, that's what that's, I'm saying, like, bro. At the, at the pinnacle. Like, that's that's the only that's the only time I ever want to hear it. And even when I hear it, it's kind of like, at that point, me, I'm already just like naturally humble. So like, I'm like, I appreciate it. But I always know it's more work. I was about to say, I don't exactly. even really care about the praise. Yeah. To me, <laughs> praise the work's not done. Yeah. Like, praise to me is like, when you see the praise, like to me, praise is. When you, how, do I, how can I word this the right way? Mm-hmm. I put to it like me, this. praise is for weak-minded individuals. Like you need, yeah, yeah, for sure. You need to the, feel like you did something right. A whole lot of people need the validation of others. Like, boom, you like back to track because that's my sport. You run a good <laughs> race. You look at your time. You know that time is good. But nobody tells you it's good. Say, you're gonna see, and then you like, dang, I guess I ain't do good. Nah, bro. If you nah, run, nah, nah, if you ran like a that. good race, then you 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 should be good. You should know. You shouldn't need somebody to come and pat you on your back to keep you going. And like, nah, some you don't. You shouldn't need somebody else to pick you up to keep wanting to do better. Nah, I feel like you only get comfortable when you don't give a fuck about it like that. That's mm-hmm. a fact. If you don't really care about the situation that you're in or the sport that you're playing, the job that you're at, and you get comfortable, you don't care as much, and you got to go somewhere that you're going to really put that work in. Right. Because I'm going to be honest. Like, my dad, he listened to the episode. He gave me the feedback. He told me all the points that he liked, and then he's like, yeah, but y'all should have did this. Or, y'all, everything sound good, but y'all need to tweak this. Do that. I'm like, all right, boom. So it's good, but it's not perfect. And that's the thing. Nothing is ever perfect. So don't be listening to the people who's like, yeah, you're good. You don't got to work on nothing. That's how, that's how you end up you a bust. That, you already know you fucked up. You're not around the right people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause, listen, 
I'm bugging a little bit. If I do some, if I break a world record, I'm trying to hear that shit. Fuck that. Yeah, well, that's, sure. that's different. For Being sure. excited about, for somebody about, and praise is different. Like, yeah, like, I, I already said it. Though, like at the at the pinnacle, bro. When you at the when you finally at the top, you're like, all right, bet. Like I did this shit. Yeah, but yeah, bro. Also put it like this, right? Teams won a championship. They get their praise in the moment, but then as soon as you get oh, the no. first take, as soon as you get the ESPN, can they repeat? You got, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if I get out there and I just win the Super Bowl, and then I hear Steve and they talking about some, well, can they repeat? Yeah, nigga, you going to see how we going to repeat. And that's yeah, my yeah. thing. To me, criticism is a challenge. Like, yeah, it's, it's always yeah. about what's next, what you can do more. It's all about you being great. And the only way that you're going to be great is if you can succeed and then you succeed more after that. Like, sure. it's only adding to the success and, like, you know, the longevity of what you do for yourself. That's what makes you great or that's what makes you, you know, the hardest worker. For sure. You know? And that is driven, I feel like that is ultimately driven from criticism. You know? And that sometimes, like, reaching your goal has to be good enough for you. Like, if you set your goal and... Because this is my thing. Everybody's not going to know every personal goal in life. Mm-hmm. So you have to be comfortable... Reaching your goals silently and mm-hmm. not getting the praise. Yeah. Everybody's not going to be happy for you in everything that you, you do in life. You can't and praise, that's just a fact. You can't get praised or, or, or just be hype and shit about every little goal. Mm-hmm. Not every little thing. Because then you're just going to be like... Like you take your little, alright, bet I did this. What's next? That's, that's how you're supposed to do it. You can't just... Yeah, yeah just I did this. Check that right, shit off right, on to the I next. Did, I did great. I did this. Alright, I'm done. Cause if you feel you can't like, get hyped for every step if, in the plan. Cause then if you feel like you've done or you feel like you've done everything that you needed to do or like you reached your ultimate success, then then that's when you need to go find something else. Something to else to do. Cause yeah. if you felt like you accomplished so everything with track, your track career over. For sure. You know. Like, and that's the thing, Usain Bolt got world records, but he kept running after that. He kept winning. Yeah. And that's like you. That can't be enough. Like you should never be satisfied. The minute you feel satisfied, the minute you need to be done with it. Hey, little nice little plug in, <laughs> nice little plug in. So yeah, like take, you got to be able to see the difference in the good criticism and the bad criticism. And you got to know who to listen to. Yeah. And yeah. what to take out and what not to take yeah. out. And you can't, you can't have all yes men in your corner because no. that's going to get you nowhere. You need somebody that's going to tell you, yo, bro, that's dumb. No, Don't so do you that. You need somebody to challenge you. Right. And I, all right. So not with even the, challenge you, but like oppose of what you might think. With criticisms and all of that, I want to ask y'all how far is too far? Like When it comes to criticism? Yeah. And I'm saying this in the sense of, you got somebody who's really chasing something, but you see the likelihood of them reaching that goal is next to impossible. When is the point where you tell them, yo, bro, I think you need to dial it back and switch your focus on to something else? If it's starting to hinder their life, if it's starting to take away from their life, like the time they're dedicating to it is taking away from their life, like you know, cause when like like obviously the first thing we are gonna look at is sports. All right, you young, you got the, all the time. You got all the time in the world. You know you can niggas niggas don't understand that when they're young that you got all the time in the world to train and do all this other fuck shit. You know to put in the work to go ahead and 
for two and younger, younger. When you because that's that's the main thing that my mom always and my dad always told me. You know, you gotta get at it while you're young. You know, you can train, you can do this, you can get to college, get to a college team, or get to a college sport, or even like like you know track. You can go straight into being professional. There's other sports like that. You got you you got the time, and that's what a lot of people don't understand when they're young. But if you get to the point where you say you do get to that college team, but you're not you're not playing the most. Okay, maybe you need to move around. Okay, you move around. Okay, maybe you need to move around again. Okay, you moved around again. Maybe you need to move around for the third time. Okay, eventually it gets to a point with that. All right, you you got you got to settle down. You got to try something maybe a little different. And then past college, you you can still put your work in. But if you if you don't got a different top priority, and it's taken away from your life, then that's when it's you something like somebody in your close circle guy stepping by. Listen. I know this is what you want to do, but you got other responsibilities and there's other parts of life that you could potentially focus on. I, I feel like it might not just have to fall with sports, though. Nah, it's, 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 it's with everything. That's, that's it, thing, it's, but sports is the easiest it's thing the easiest, to talk about. It's the Break easiest down. one, but then, like, just put it on a personal basis, like, if you're just not happy with what you're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. To where you just don't find the enjoyment and even, like, embracing the grind anymore or of whatever you, like you gotta do chore. like yeah. even with working like when you go to working like you gen- like we all don't want to go to work but at this end of the day sure. like we enjoy where we work at mm-hmm. like it's always some kind of enjoyment that we can get out of being there so it's like i might not feel like going to work today but i know i'm not gonna mind being there yeah so when you're at a job and like you just dread it and then mm-hmm. you you already like are subsequently like psyching yourself out before you even go in there you're wasting your time. If your yeah. mood changes because you're at that particular yeah. spot, you don't need to be there. And I can say, if you hate work, like if you literally hate your job while you're there, you need to find something new. You need to find something else because you're genuinely wasting your time. And it can be with work, relationships. It goes a long way because you can't be, you might not be happy in your relationship. You, and, you know, somebody can see that from the outside like, yo, like. This person not make you happy no more, or like I could just tell, like you know, your mood is shifting. You different. Yeah, your mood is shifting from you know the situation that you're in. You need to get out of that. If your mental stability, mental health is starting to switch up, like take a very drastic change. It doesn't have to be drastic, but but if it starts to take a very very large toll, or just a large effect on your mental state, and that's when it's like okay. Like, I, I gotta tell you. Like, if I see it, I gotta tell you. Yeah, so I feel like the criticism kicks in or, like, you know, the time for you to step in as a friend or as a family member, whoever you are, is when you notice the shift or the personality change of the person that's in your life. Yeah. Like, when you notice that they're just not them anymore or if they changed or if there's something about them that's just off, you gotta have that conversation with them and let them they're know, not, like, you they're know. They're not smiling as much. Yeah. They're not, they're not around as much. Especially, like, yeah, especially, like, not being around as much. Like, if you feel like that person's just secluded and they isolated and they on an island on their own, yeah, you gotta, you gotta talk to them and let them know. Yeah, All right, so I got. Out, make sure they're straight. I got another question for y'all, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so, boom, like, back to sports, because that's the easiest thing to talk about, easiest thing to make the connections and everything for. The person, because I see it a lot with, like, younger people. They won't be good at this. They won't be good at that. But you might be better over here. Like, you want to be a football player, but you're real good at basketball. Mm -hmm. 
but like not as a friend or a, a coach like yo who who should be the person to tell that person yo stop playing football this is not going to take you anywhere even though that's what they want that's do. what they want to do i think i think it's going to be parents first like yeah, the parent, closest yeah, person to them but yeah. this is the thing the what if the parents? What if the person to that? What if the parents is on the same type of time? What if the kid wants to be so good at football because their parents want them to be so good at football? So everybody in they and they family is blinded to the football when really young boy nice over here. The, the closest person. No, so then to it has him. to still be the closest person. Because to I, you already know I love I love Allen Iverson. That nigga wanted to be a football player first. He wanted he wanted to be a football player till um his coach some I forget now was his coach I forget who it was but they said listen yo you're you're much you're much better at this they forced him they forced him to go to his first basketball practice I remember that I know what you're talking about it, it was uh, what, it was one of his coaches it was one of his coaches yeah they forced him to go to basketball practice he peaked at how good he was like just naturally and, and he liked it and he started to pursue that until it was decision time in in no, a good amount of years later. Okay, so you say it, you gotta be close to the person and let them know that. And that's the thing. I don't want to say tell them to stop chasing their dream, but put let them know that their dream may not be the most realistic for them. Cause I feel like once you get to high school, you'll and, know once you and get you to going high into your senior year, and you ain't really got no looks. You, if you're going you, to camps, you might be wasting your time. And you still not getting no letters. You're going to all yeah. the camps on the in the fucking country. And again, <laughs> if you still want to chase that, do it, but take care of your responsibilities first. And the same thing with music. If your man's trying to rap and he cannot rap, Tell that let nigga. that nigga know he cannot rap. Cause maybe he rap and he make beats, and his beats is oh. better than the rapping. Let the nigga know he can't rap. It's okay, and it don't it don't make you a fi- being honest don't make you a bad friend. It don't. It yeah, don't. If honestly, it make you a better one because you're not lying to the nigga being real. Like that, and that's back to the yes man. I'm I'm not a yes man. I'm gonna let you know if, if the joint trash is trash, bro. So if you don't want honest feedback, don't come to me because I'm gonna let you know what it is and what it ain't. If you can't rap, I'm gonna let you know you can't rap. Just just so you know. Like, but if you got nice beats, I might be like, yo, bro, go be a producer. Facts. You might be able to get a feature or song. Or, or you, you might them, or you give them like constructive criticism. If if you have the knowledge on it, <laughs> No, no. This is my thing. With with something like that, it, it's only but so much constructive criticism. You can't make somebody good rapper, cause like that's something Wordplay and all that, that has to come naturally that's, that's, to you. You can't just be like, yeah, bro, you, nah, you, you should not. Like, <laughs> nah. They got to find that within themselves. Yeah. I might, if I'm there and you writing a song, I'm like, bro, don't say this right here, say this. Like, you could do that, but if the person just can't, if you, if they can't get two good lines... They can't get one bar. <laughs> That's one, not it. One hard bar. <laughs> like, nah, bruh. And rapping ain't for everybody. And it's okay. You ever Find think it's else. your place to tell somebody they just need to quit doing something? 
It's never. That's, yes. that's, Sometimes like that's a legit question. Yes. It, it, if you ask me, if you ask me, you you then gave me permission to tell you, give it up. What if they don't ask? What if Pack it's it up. like you I notice mean, and shit? Even and it's if, just like yo, if it's not really my place, I'm not. If it's not my place, I'm not going to say it. But just don't show me your shit though. Right. Like if like, you, if you sh- if you play your music for me, if you show me something that you're trying to do, like if it's not good, I'm gonna tell you it's not good. Exactly. Or even when people like I'll do it like this. Sometimes my like people that send me like the albums or some shit, like my folks, I'll only send them like the songs that I like. And I'll be like, yo, this shit hard. If I don't send you the whole shit back, bro Then the whole shit not hard. <laughs> yeah, like take it for what it is, like, oh how you feel about this song? Oh I- that that one ain't yeah. it, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> but th- like I ain't gonna tell you outright, yeah, bro. Stop. But if you and ask, I'm just talking about anything. I'm not just talking ask, about rapping. If yeah. you ask me, yo, should I continue doing this? Should I keep doing this? I'm like, if it's a no, it's a no. If it's a yes, if it's a yes. Like if somebody yeah. wanna be an artist and they can't draw, what kind of artist you trying to do? That's the thing. That's life bad. life is about about trying things. You gotta try things out, man. If, 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 you can't get stuck on one thing. If you trying to been trying to do something for like five years it's, it ain't working you ain't making no no headway in it then you know that that shit got hit the back burner and you gotta try something else it's I'll nothing wrong it's nothing it, wrong with sure. trying something else but you got even if you're scared to try it just try it yeah, just because you gotta, you gotta put your effort some to something else in multiple different things you don't mm-hmm. ever want to live your life thinking damn I should have tried this. I could have did this when I was younger. <laughs> okay, so this take me to what I had said the other day in the uh, group message. I don't like the saying, hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. You said that after that one video where Coach was like, um, even if you the hardest motherfucker in the world, hardest working motherfucker in the world, yeah, that don't mean you, you could still win. lose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel I like agree with you on that. I feel like you you telling people that all the time can put a false narrative in their head that I can be good at anything as long as, as, long as, as I hard try enough. hard enough. No, that's not how life works. I feel like everybody like on the game, everybody got attributes, and you cap out on certain things <laughs> at certain levels. Everybody's <laughs> not getting to a hundred percent at basketball, bro. No matter how hard you try, you may not be, you might not make the AAU team at 30. Like, it, it's okay. for an AAU team at 30. Like, it, it's just not happening. Some people, no matter how much, no how bad you want to sing. Sing is not for you, boss. That's crazy. Thank you, next. Mm. Find something that works for I think, you. I think... <laughs> I think you got to exclude singing. That's one real personal thing. That either you got the windpipes for them or you don't. <laughs> or you don't. That, exactly. That's, that's one real serious thing. Like, hard, hard work only takes you but so far. Hard work only takes you as far as you physically or mentally can take yourself. Exactly, bro. Some people just not going to be fast. Some people going to be slow. Like me. Some people going to be fat. Some people not. Like me. It's, it's genetics. Your genetics play into what you're good at and what you're bad at. So don't feel bad about yourself if you suck at something. Blame your parents. Dance. What? Damn. Wait. 
Hey, they, I mean that is true. They gave you the jeans. That you is. didn't ask for them. You they were they was given to you blindly. That's but they ain't asked for the jeans either. Well, keep going. True. Keep going back then. Keep go, <laughs> however <laughs> far you need to but go listen, back to make yourself feel whatever, good. Whatever you born with, just make that shit work, man. Exactly. Listen, right. I'm short, but I still play ball. You feel me? Get out there, get to it. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> maybe sometimes. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's all good. So yeah, like if you ugly, don't try to be a model. Yeah, for sure. For sure, <laughs> don't 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 be a yeah yeah. Cause I, I didn't think he was gonna follow up with that response. I was yeah, just nah, for yeah, real. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real though, bro. Cause some of y'all, some of y'all got faces only a mother can love. Bro. Some of y'all. And some of y'all feel that way about the group of people sitting right here. Some of y'all feel like we ugly, but Word. that's okay to each their own. Shit. But I ain't trying to be a model. Word. Shit. Get your face, you know, get your face right or something. Exactly, bro. Right. You can buy that. Yeah, nowadays, yeah. <laughs> you can buy anything. Yeah, you can. You know, people get whole new bodies. Buying ass, titties, legs, and all that. Exactly. Get a new face. Nah, like it's chicken. <laughs> what you say? Like it's chicken. Like it's chicken. breast thighs. Chicken. <laughs> nah, bro, they don't buy the thighs. They buy the butt and leave the thighs. Don't say that. We can get you the butt. Thighs sold separately. <laughs> you be... Oh, my say, God. Y'all, it's all you. <laughs> no, y'all need to chill. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. oh my God, cool. bro. Mm. Uh, all right, so, so we... That bring, that bring it to the next topic. It's, yes. It's, when does the black man get to heal? Something a little bit more serious on this yeah, one. Yeah, it's much more serious I'm question. You, you started off, bud, because this is what, really something you wanted to tap into. Um, I just feel like as a black man, more often than not, we don't ever get the chance to truly heal ourselves as individuals. Just because of there's so much that we have to... Not necessarily do as a black man, but like, it's a lot of unwritten things that black men have to do. And and can't do. Yeah. And I just feel as though, like, as a black man, you can't show no weakness. You're not allowed to be emotional. For sure. You're not allowed to cry. That's the biggest one. You're not allowed to cry as a black man. Learn that very young. (laughs) You better suck that too. And I just feel like that's. That what that's what makes that's what made the young boys that we got now, truthfully. Explain what you mean by that. What what what's the young boys These that we got now? These kids today are so heartless. Hard body. Because of how they were raised. And that has to that's mainly to do with kinda of the way that we was raised. Because that this whole heartless thing generated from the generation before us. And they passed, we passed it, they passed it down to us, and we passed it down to them. But the thing is, we learned how to show our emotions and shit, our generation. Whereas mm-hmm. the next generation after us, they just don't care about that shit. I was just going to say, listen, I've learned that there's nothing wrong with having feelings. Everybody got them. Everybody has feelings. You shouldn't have to repress them. And the number one thing is crying. You are supposed to cry because 
it, it literally can make you feel so much better and you let go that's that's what crying represents to a lot of people you know you let you let something out you, you release you release something you release that emotion that hurt that pain you, you release that you know like it it, it it helps your mental so much more than than you, you anybody could really understand. And uh, to piggyback off that, you don't got to do it in like a public setting. I'm not saying like yeah. yo, we not saying be in the middle of the mall crying or like make <laughs> or make TikToks and be on Instagram crying and yeah, showing no, everybody. Public crying, that's, but that's but you need like yo, have your group of people you could talk to. Have your safe place where you can go and get all your shit out. Because holding that shit in, that shit, not good. But with, like, with, with black men healing, like... Alright, so we all talk about equality, like, in all aspects. Black, white, male, female. When it comes to equality, it should fall under every category. Mm -hmm. Like emotions and feelings and stuff, because mm -hmm. we all have them. So... With us, we can relate to it a little bit more because we was all raised by women. So we kind of learned how to embrace our feelings and kind of accept how we feel. And it was okay to cry because we were crying to our mothers. But when you got a problem versus their problem, their problem outweighs it because they're more emotional, quote unquote. Yeah. Or their feelings need to be tended to first because they're the women or mm -hmm. they're, you know... And your problems don't matter because you got to suck it up because you're a boy. You know, men don't cry. Mm -hmm. And that falls into relationships and other problems that you have because then you start to come, you know, into that factor of, like, I've been holding this in because I've been told that I can't do this because of that's not what a man's supposed to do. You can't and I really feel like way. that's in, only in the black community because white, white folks, they cry. When they hurt, they cry. I mean, shit, I cry too now. But mm -hmm. it came to the point to where it was like shit gets shit gets bottled up because it's like you holding stuff in from like yeah. years ago yeah. to where it's like I was always told that my problems didn't matter because I had to worry about yours. Yeah. Or even in relationships like now, like, you know, you got you see a lot of people in relationships to where like, you know, when it like comes... the dude has a problem, but because the girl's problem is bigger, or because she her embraces be her smaller. Yeah, no, because her her problems are bigger because of how her emotions projected. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. their problems are the same. Yeah, you, I got the same issue with you mm -hmm. that you got the issue with me. Like I might not be doing something that you don't like, and you you know vice versa. But because your emotions project that and broadcast it, and you put it on social media, and because you know everybody has to tend to that. Mm -hmm. And you're, another thing is like. In a relationship, y'all can have the same exact problem. You can suck it up and just deal with it and not speak right. on it. And then the moment you start speaking on shit, yeah. you're emotional and that's, and that's your problem. And, and, and you're sensitive. Nah, and that's you, you can take it back to that criticism because they don't take it that well. You're always told about what you're doing wrong. You're always told about what's not right. You're always told about what you got to fix. Mm -hmm. You do the same thing to them. They're taking that as like, what am I doing wrong? And why are you, why, you, why are you saying like why are you saying this? You're making me feel like I'm not a good a good enough girlfriend anymore. I'm not saying that. Well, in this you know, certain predicament, you're, you're not saying good. you're saying you're saying the same thing to me, and I'm supposed to accept it. But when I say say the same thing to you, you're crying. You're not understanding me. 
mm-hmm. you're not seeing where I'm coming from. And that's when they get flipped and everything your fault. And you mm-hmm. end up so, having to apologize because you felt some type starts, of way because yeah. they did some fuck shit yeah. to you. So, like, don't get me started. <laughs> you know, it all starts It all starts with, you know, for one, as men, like, to be more aware of our feelings and, you know, really take in what we're going through. But it also starts with the understanding of that, not even understanding, I say the understanding to overstand what the problems actually are that we have and what we bring to the table. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, like, it's serious, though, like, you know, because when you understand, like, you get the gist, but you don't take in. Mm -hmm. When you understand, you take it in. Take it in, yeah. And when you overstand, you take it in, and then you actually reflect it onto your life. Project it out. Yeah. So... It all takes that to make things work in life. And, you know, it all takes that from a... I feel like it starts also from a female side because it doesn't really come from y'all as much as it should to understand where your man is coming from with certain things. That conversation doesn't happen because of how you feel at first and your feelings ultimately take over your logic. Not saying that you don't have logic, but you're you're more, you know, empathize over your emotions compared to actually what you think the initial conversation like men we naturally need to feel free we like to explore but women they go off of intuition so they go off of their emotions faster than they do with men wanting to yeah like, so if they feel like okay i shouldn't do this they just not gonna do it right we're gonna be like we shouldn't do this but i'm gonna try it out I'm and see out what see happened it. yeah so like we're cheating like a lot of people think that men cheat because they try to move on we really just <laughs> seeing what it was just trying to see what it was like or like you know it just happened because of the time being we never thought about it we just went about it women they think about it and they go off of how they feel as well they go they they really love this dude so then that's why they go after what they're missing and then another thing that i i feel like is weird and like some situations it seems like if you have a close female friend they're more willing to listen to your emotions and let you talk your shit and get everything out mm-hmm. than your actual girl is. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I feel like it's always, it seems like with women, it's always something going on. So if you try to get yours out, they got to get theirs out. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to cater to their emotions and put yours to the side. But when you're talking to a friend, it's like, all right. Boom, y'all y'all can have that cool calm back and forth. But let's talk about that. Why are you supposed? Why as men are we supposed to put our emotions to the side? Like why is that even a thing? Because women are the more emotional, we emotional creatures. Quote unquote. That's not that's not always true though. The yeah. quote goes: "Happy wife, happy life." So if your wife's not strong. happy with anything, then neither should you. And that shit is dumb. That's that's what they were told, so that's yeah, what we're told, that and that's how we're supposed chin, to see boy. it. Let but it roll off your back. That's not how right. it works, though. It's not how it works, and that's not how it should be. But take the hit. And then it's because just because you happy, that don't mean I'm happy. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's a whole lot of yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole lot of people. <laughs> it's a whole lot of people on social media who want to talk about oh, men I need to open up more. They need to do this. They need to do that. Why not do it? But up, y'all man? not giving us that. That room, like, y'all like, okay, so boom, man, don't, you don't want to hear it. Go go, go talk to a therapist. I'm trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to talk to the therapist, yeah. I would have went to go see him. Because it's been times, like, it's been times, and it ain't no shades in my mind, but it's been times to where, like, you know, 
we got into arguments and she got something going on on the outside of it. I got something going on, on the outside of it. But then when I'm expressing my feelings, she's shunning it because it's like, boy, like I got shit I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. I do too. Mm-hmm. Like you, you mad at me just like how I'm mad at you. And we we can talk about it all here and now, but because your problems is bigger than mine and I'm just telling you and I'm project like, you know, putting that out there. You're not trying to hear because your problems you feel is more validated. That's bullshit. That's never, that should never be the case. Even if I am wrong or you feel like I'm wrong, hear me out. It's all about a conversation. It's all about, like I said, seeking to understand what's going on. Just take that time out and really just, you know, feel that person. Because if you can feel where I'm coming from, even if I'm wrong, I can still see where, or even put it like this, even if you're wrong, I can still see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm wrong, just see where I'm coming from. You don't got to tell me I'm right. But if you understand why I did what I did or why I do what I do, that's all that matters to me. For mm-hmm. sure. And I feel like that's a, that's a big thing. You got to hear people out. You got to see their side, see where they're coming from, and truly understand it. Because if somebody telling you what's up, why they do the things that they do, what happened, boom, 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 and you're not really listening, then the same old shit going to keep. Happen, it's it's going to be a cycle. Repeat, repeat. Repeat, repeat, and that shit get old, and then that's when motherfuckers end up like, okay, I'm gonna go over here and fool with her, cause she be, she be doing the thing, she be listening, she be me, me, boop, it's over. Next thing you know, you in bed crying, you lonely. <laughs> oh well, get over it, you'll be alright. But yeah, but that um, I feel like a whole lot of people just got it. A whole lot of men have to be more willing to put themselves out there emotionally, and then a whole lot of women just got to be able to receive it. I was about to say, half the fight is with us. Mm-hmm. Just because we've been raised to be so tough, yeah, tough hard-body. and yeah, hard body, it's kind of hard for you to open up because that's almost unnatural for you at that point. Yeah. And I feel like, you don't force it. Don't try to do everything at once. Take the little steps. Do do everything bit by bit. Like me, start with something. Start with something small that bothers you, and then the more you talk about the little things, the easier it'll be to talk about the big things. Cause air, and I think everybody got a past. Everybody got a story, and everybody got triggers. If you don't talk about what you've been through, you never gonna be able to understand, okay, this triggers me because this happened back in the day when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. So y'all gotta have that open communication because somebody could be unconsciously triggering you and you don't even know it because you ain't addressed something that happened in the past. So that kicks in with just that just kicks in with just being open and being vulnerable to somebody. So, when do you feel like it is okay for you to express those hidden secrets that you have with yourself that you don't tell anybody? Huh? Like when we, we are mm-hmm. to put it in bit like in an easier way. When do you think it's okay to be vulnerable to someone? After you get comfortable with them, you have to get supremely comfortable and being vulnerable with anybody is always going to be a risk. Sometimes you just got to take that chance. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to be comfortable. That's just like any other situation in life. You just got to take that, that risk. But do you feel like you have to be comfortable 
with the person or can you just be comfortable with what's going I, on with yourself? I about to say, to do that, you have to be, to be more both. comfortable with yourself than with the person that you're telling it to. Because mm -hmm. no matter how comfortable you are with them, if you aren't comfortable enough with yourself and who you are, see what you're, saying. you're not going to say anything because you're like, okay, if I tell them this, they might think this way about me, so I'm going to hold it in. Yeah. And, go ahead, bro. No, I was just going to say, because me, I feel like I'm like, you can't naturally be vulnerable, but I feel like I'm more vulnerable to things than I was before. Mm -hmm. So like me, it's easy for me to just tell my life or tell my story to people. And even I don't even have to really know half of you to even say mm -hmm. it. So yeah, only because, because of, that's me. Yeah, only because that's who I am. I embrace it, and I've dealt with all of that, like on my own. Yeah, like at some point, like you weren't okay with you know the things that's happened, so you kind of hide that. And even then, there's some things that I go on with that I have to deal with first before I can speak on it. But I feel like it does, you know, solely come from you being comfortable with what you went through, what has happened, and you know, you tell people, and of course, you're gonna have those people that say the negative things, but the more people that embrace you because they see who you are now and then they hear what you came from it's like damn like you're a strong person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like those people like how we talked about the whole i don't believe like therapy and therapists and all that is the is the way to go i feel like people like you who understand who they are have dealt with their own stuff and can freely talk to people about who they are who they what they've been through Mm -hmm. Those are the people who gonna make it, and those are the people gonna be who gonna be good, because you get free therapy sessions just by doing that, by being comfortable in yourself, loving yourself, and knowing who you are. You could be having a conversation with somebody you just met five minutes ago, but be telling each other your whole lives and never talk again after that. I feel like that's probably like the most beautiful and powerful thing too, cause. Just being open and talking to an open-minded person, that goes way more long of a way. Like, you can be judgmental, and that's why people don't want to come to you about things. Or if somebody can be judgmental, and that's what takes them away from you, and you just don't want to deal with them. Mm -hmm. But to deal with an open-minded person and to have an open conversation just about anything, that goes a long way. Like, everybody at this table is open-minded. Everybody at my house is open-minded. So it's nothing that I know that I can't talk about to y'all or to my family that I wouldn't talk to about anybody else because that what makes everything naturally okay. When everything's just put out there, then that's when you start to just look really like you can pull from it. You can move some stuff out and you can actually just see what you need to focus mm -hmm. on. You know? So to, back to you, you said judgment. All right, people always like to say you shouldn't judge somebody or like you shouldn't judge a book off, based off his cover how y'all feel about that because i feel like even though you shouldn't do it everybody subconsciously prejudges people mm -hmm. yeah you always prejudge someone and i can't say that i don't do it because i do i just don't give it's, it's just i don't never give people a chance so i might even have my pre you know judgment on you but I still give that conversation a chance. I still mm -hmm. give that interaction a chance that's, until I see that it's not what's that, supposed to be. That's where I was getting. I feel like judging people isn't the part that's wrong. I feel like acting on those judgments before actually getting to know who that person actually is is what 
can lead to the everything being fucked up and you not actually giving somebody a chance. Because it's, I'll be real, it's been some people, I'm like, yo, cuz over there a little weird. <laughs> then I had, <laughs> I had a conversation, I was like, yo, boy was actually cool. Yeah. Would I hang out with him on a regular? No. No, but he wasn't as bad as I initially thought he was going to be. Yeah, because like, even with like me, like in public, like, I see like an older black woman and it's like, dang, like, you know. She can kind of like just the vibe or what I see from her. Like I'm judging her because it's like, dang, she kind of like can remind me of my mom in a sense. Like she mm-hmm. looks like in the same age range. She had, like looks like her in a way. She can be a complete bitch. Yeah, for sure. It's like, damn, like you know, I did not think that you would have turned out to be that. And then I see an old white lady. I'm like, oh, this, you know, racist, racist old, or whatever, yeah, you know, whatever. old Karen. Turned to be the like, you know, one of the most, you know, best conversations I've had like mm-hmm. in a recent while. So. It just all depends, like, because there even be some people that come in my job, like, you know, I don't just go out my way to talk to white people. I'm not saying I have a problem with that, but they'll even just see the person that I am and they'll be willing to just want to talk to me about certain things. Like, one dude gave me a game about stocks. Didn't have to tell me anything. Didn't have to tell me about flipping properties or what he does on his, you know, free end. Gave me his whole, like, you know, pro- portfolio about what he does as far as work and what he could do for me in a sense. Didn't have to say anything about me or just didn't have to, you know, even give me that benefit of the doubt, but he chose to. Mm-hmm. You got people like that are just, you know, willing to open themselves up freely to you because of the person that they see that you are. Okay. So all the, so it's nothing wrong with prejudging, but don't let that reflect on your personality. Like, don't just automatically show that you don't want to deal with the person because of who they are. All right, so that leads me to ask, like, when do you... Like, what's a sign for, like, each of y'all individually that you knew it was time for you to grow and come into the person like you was today? Like, when did when did you decide, okay, I got to stop doing this so I can get here? Like, what, what was that switch that flipped in your head where it was like, okay, I, yeah, I can't keep being on that same type time I was back then. I got to get on my shit. Uh, I I usually have like <laughs> negative experiences, like that's that's usually what makes me grow. It's it's fucked up, and I and I really I really have been trying to get out of that for the longest. But for some reason, it's always been the crazy situations that make me be like, yeah, this 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 shit isn't it. Mm. I don't need to do this. But no, unfortunately, you know, I I am hard headed. But it's like it's like certain certain situations and certain certain predicaments. Um, it's it's a certain feeling that I get, and, and it's never it's never like a positive feeling. Like yo, I did this, this is good. I'm gonna continue to do this. Nah, it's more so always like a yo, I fucked up. Who I, I did this. I don't feel good about what happened. This shit can't happen no more. Mm-hmm. This shit can't happen again. Like 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 I told y'all the last time, the last time um <laughs> I got in trouble, like I actually got in trouble with my mom, it was cause you no know, stealing, almost almost got almost got booked, and she didn't she didn't beat me, it was that it was that sense of just cause she didn't it's cause she didn't beat me I felt that disappointment from her more than anything I was like wow like I really I really fucked up. I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I got. I gotta stop with this. This little kid. This little kid. Dumb shit. You know. Can't be. Can't be a part of that no more. 
even now with certain situations, certain situations that I that I'm going that I'm going through, that I've been going through like in the last years, like it, I didn't, I didn't, I shouldn't have done this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change that and move forward. I think for me it came with, for me it came with not liking the person that I was. Yeah, it's that feeling. Like, you love yourself, but you cannot like what you're doing at a certain point. So like. I just didn't like myself. I didn't like what I was doing. I didn't like how my life was playing out. Because we all picture what we want to be or mm-hmm. how we see our life to play. So just seeing that I wasn't going in the direction that I wanted to, like daydreaming about how I wanted things to be, I got tired of feeling like I was in the same repetition of working and not really going nowhere forward, mm-hmm. not really having nothing else going for me. like. It was to a point to where I was like, if I take away my job, I really have nothing to offer anybody. Okay. That made me feel like a piece of shit to like, where I was yeah. just like, nah, like, it's time, to, it's time to switch it up. It's time to do something out of the ordinary to, one, make myself uncomfortable, but two, also elevate myself. So, it felt like to where, like, I did a whole 360 where, like, you know, I felt like everything was getting back in point. Everything was, you know, where it was supposed to be. And even then, you still have things that you can work on. So always just finding that part of your life that you can nitpick. That's when I knew that I was like grown because it was like I realized that the same shit I was doing for the same couple of years, it was cool at one point. But then after a while, it got old. It got you know repetitive to where I knew I had to switch it up. And even now, I'm at a point to where it's still I don't fall back into that same pick. I just constantly just nitpick what I got to fix mm-hmm. or fix what I got to work on. I feel like for me it was like when shit start feeling dumb. Like I, stuff I would do every day. I'm like, yo, there's really no point in this. I'm getting nothing from it. Mm-hmm. And like, or like you get to that point where you feel like you're stagnant and you're not moving. Like if you're, if you feel like you're doing the same thing every day and you're not getting anything from it. Mm-hmm. That's when it's time for you to move on and start doing something else. Like during the uh the pandemic, we was in the crib, couldn't go nowhere, mm-hmm. was on the game all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> yeah, we, don't even, we don't even touch that joint. This shit is <laughs> dumb. That shit was bad. Like it's no point. And at that point, I had started working out every day, doing other stuff in the house that I could, other than just sitting on the game. It'd be times where I just randomly get up and start doing push-ups because it was something productive that wasn't sitting there moving my thumbs on the Facts. game. Like I'm like to your point though, like even when it was in that like point, like doing that, like I started to just go into the Bible again, like mm-hmm. reading the Bible. I uh, did the Bible plan with um Aaliyah. We do the Bible plans like once a week and just have like a little mini Bible studies. Something that I never thought about doing before this shit, but because you know, you in the house, you doing the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, like I gotta, switch, I gotta switch it up. I gotta find yeah. something that's gonna take me out of my element. And another thing that made me feel like, yeah, it's time for me to take another step and start doing. When I start seeing shit on social media that impressed me, that I was like, yeah, this really ain't nothing. Like, shit that it would impress me seeing on social media in high school, it's like, yeah, that was a pointless purchase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's that's dumb. Why are you doing that? And then like you could t you just start thinking different. Like everything everything switches up. It's like I was on social media, boom 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 at the end of pandemic. I have I was off social media for like 2 months the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. The only reason I got back on social media is because we were starting this up. And I used social media to promote this. If it wasn't for the podcast, I probably still wouldn't be on social media because it, it brings no value to my mm -hmm. life to see everybody else doing things, being fake happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, when the uh, when you stop getting impressed by seeing what others are doing and all this, that's when you know it's time for you to start switching it up and do something different. Right. Yeah, like, you, to your point, though, like, when shit just, when shit just gets old and, like, your way of thinking just changes, like, you just start to not really like the shit that you were used to doing mm -hmm. and what you were, like, you know, used to. And that switch, like, literally it's a whole switch because everything that you do, like, is different. What you, like, how you wake up, your morning routines, your nightly routines, like, all of that starts to change because it's like I'm outgrowing the things that I've been doing for so long. So that's really the true signs of growth when shit gets old, shit gets repetitive, you get tired of the same shit. Right. Like, that's when it's like, yeah, like, it's time for me to go ahead and move on or do something different from what I already got going so, on. So, I used to wake up early in the morning, be like, man, it's too early to be getting out the bed, go back to sleep. Now I wake up early in the morning, <laughs> hop in the shower, get right. started doing something. Right. Shit, even like even with with <laughs> with jobs like bro like I've had what three jobs in the last year. Yeah, Amazon Clarios and now I'm at AT&T. A year ago. Hmm? You was at Clarios a year ago. Yeah, bro. I left Clarios in August. Yeah, started Amazon. Amazon in August. Started Amazon. Amazon that much, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, it just all starts with you know your mindset. So even with that, like, I was at Clarios was making money, shit got old, and I wasn't happy there. Boom, left. Was at Amazon, I was cool for like the first two months and then shit just got old after that. <laughs> and then after a while, I'm like, I felt like I was falling back into a point to where I, everything was just getting repetitive. Had to leave that bitch, not even knowing if AT&T was gonna work the fuck out, but you know, we here. And that's the thing, like that's also one of my biggest problems. Like I could have the strongest feeling that I need to change something and I need to do something, but I can't, some, sometimes I just feel like I can't push myself to just switch some shit up and that's that's something that, that I need to change. Like, that's just, I just feel just, that's one of my problems. Like, I need to do something. I need to go out and get to that adventure. I need to go out and see what's next, see what else I could do. That comfortability, it can be real hard to push aside. That's, that's, that's some, just some shit I need to grow out of. And I feel, I feel like sometimes, just to your point, you got to be willing to gamble on you. Yeah. Because yeah. nothing is 100% going to work. So if you start letting the fear of it not working yeah. start to control the way you move in your life, and that's the thing. you're never going to reach true success. And that's the thing. I spoke. I talked about this with my dad. It's, um, that that fear of that came from came from my mom. 
shit because my mom is perfectionist and having a perfectionist as a parent you know it's it's good here but then it has its negatives too like i don't if i can't already see a perfect route or a perfect something like just something like just like how like how i uh how i applied to fedex with the whole like that's that's a whole risk because it'd be it's, it's gonna be at night like i'm gonna be going to work at three o'clock i'm over here I was I was almost fucked around and didn't do it because I'm like damn because you already sen- you already sensed it being uncomfortable yeah I'm you. like damn when am I gonna have time to sleep when am I gonna have time to do shit like this this that and the third play the game but it's like certain shit needs to get cut out as well but even that's the, but then that all falls away you never know what's gonna work out for you until you do it yeah mm-hmm. exactly it's that it's that getting back to that adventurous shit like mm-hmm. cause I, you know, I used to be like that. And you know, when I really started like, harping in on certain things that people would say to me, then I then I stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 worrying too much about about certain things, and that 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 can instill like a certain type of fear of not being comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but like, I feel like everybody worries about certain things because like. You see the straight line, and you want everything to go this way, mm-hmm. but you already know something gonna happen here, then something gonna happen there, yeah. and you are gonna have to work around, and you're not gonna get to where you wanna go straight. Yeah. So like you gotta be, it's all right to think about what what might happen, what's gonna happen, what you won't be able to do, but <laughs> if you can think about what's gonna get in your way. You can already have a plan to counteract that when that yeah. time comes. And that's the thing. That's that's the fucked up contradictory contradictory. Yeah, that's the word. Contradictory <laughs> part. Of, yeah. Contradictory yeah. part yeah. about myself. It's like I know that if I go ahead and do some shit, first off, I'm not gonna quit. I'm gonna give it a real try. And if some shit happens, I know how to stick and maneuver and change around plans. I could be, I could be shifty with it. Like I can roll with the punches and shit. But it's just that uh, that start point. And actually starting the race for it. That's the fuck. That's where my head is fucked up. Because mm-hmm. if I get into it, I'm gonna do it. I can, yeah. I can, I can make shit happen. You gotta take the leap it's, of faith. It's that. Yeah. It's that. It's just that mental, uh, that mental part that you go through. It's just all about, you know, just being okay if you if you fail. Like just taking it on the chin if the worst happens. Like every decision that you make is gonna have. It's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if the pros always outweigh the cons, or if you can just take, you know, the time to really, you know, just weigh out what you're going to do, go for it. If it's nothing that's going to hurt you, if it's nothing that's going to take you out, do it. Yeah. Ain't nothing ain't nothing going to stop you, because that could be the best decision that you make in your life, and you're worried about what's mm-hmm. wrong with what it. What might not happen. You know? Every winner was a loser at one point, so... It all comes with just, you know, like we said, exploring, going out, trying new things. And if it doesn't work, you got to make something else happen. Mm-hmm. Just stay on it like this. Like, it's it's never going to be a point to where you can't do nothing. It's just all about trying. It's all about putting in the effort. That goes a long way. What, what was, what's up with you, bug? You ain't said nothing about your the whole growth. I was letting y'all talk it out. Oh shit! That's well, right. Nah, bro. I'm gonna hear what you got. I didn't talk very personally. Uh, I, was, I was letting you talk your shit out. Yeah, talk your shit, boy. Nah, but um, 
I guess the biggest thing for me that made me grow was when I stopped feeling invincible. Because y'all know there was a point in time in my life. I used to call myself the Hulk. I, I mm-hmm. legitimately thought I couldn't get touched at one point in my life. I thought it was Lil Reese. <laughs> <laughs> like, legitimately. Like, all of my life growing nah, growing up. <laughs> like, God. I never, like, never got any altercations, nothing like that. Nobody ever fucked with me like that. I was always cool with everybody. I just felt like nobody could touch me. But, like, once I got to college, mm-hmm. and you know how I'd be more good. Yeah. Niggas don't care about that. I slowly but surely started to feel like, damn, niggas niggas could do really whatever the fuck whatever they want to do. They don't, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> and they don't give a fuck. And then, they coincidentally, what was it, last year, two years ago, something like that? This shit almost happened. Yeah. And after that, I, to me, I feel like I've changed a lot since then. I'm not as reckless as I used to be. Mm-hmm, I was yeah. really reckless, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we all were. Facts. We Everybody were. did some. Yeah. Y'all did some. Wild did, shit. We not gonna say. Cap. I wasn't with y'all. Everybody. Cap. I missed. I missed fifty percent of the adventures. Cap. Nah, I was always in high school. I was always doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. I was always on bullshit. Cause like nah, I said, was... I felt like nothing could do nothing to me. That was. That was middle school and beginning of high school for me. But once I once I got to middle town, I was nah. I was doing. I felt like I was doing funny <laughs> shit. And once I got to middle town, but before that, I was actually ter- I was gonna be a wild nigga if I didn't. Oh, I always knew something could happen. Like I was a saint. Cause like like y'all you know, you was a damn lie. <laughs> y'all know my favorite quote back in the day. Fuck it. Who cares? I always used to say that. This nigga, nah, for real though, he never did give a fuck about anything. He, nigga never gave a fuck about how he looked. <laughs> if you got a nigga that don't give a fuck about how you look, he definitely don't give a fuck about you. That's a fact. <laughs> I was bro. literally just did whatever, but like, yeah. Ever since I got the Morgan, it's like slowly but surely, I'm like, yeah, I, I got to change the way that I'm it's, doing shit. It's like at a certain point, some situations gonna come and life is gonna humble you. Yeah, yeah when man. you get humble, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, this shit is real. Yeah, shit happens. Okay, so then, I mean, that's all I really had to, to say. To end this off, then, one more question. What's one thing that y'all want to change or work on this year? One thing that I want to change or work on I wanna this be, year? I want to, I already know, I want to be. I got, I got multiple things, but my two biggest things is becoming more structured and then adventurous at the same time. And I, when I say adventurous, it's like one. Is for adventures. It's like 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 I just said. You know, going out doing shit. You want to take the chances. I got. I need to start because because like I, I don't want to be repetitive because I did just explain everything mm-hmm. about that. Is just jumping into the shit. There, it's like just giving it a chance, giving anything a try. Jobs, traveling, mm-hmm. going to do some fun shit. It doesn't matter. Just giving shit a chance. Food. It don't matter. And then on the flip side, on a more personal basis, within my within myself is um, limiting myself and cutting things out that I'm not supposed to be doing. Not that I that's like like just I'm trying to think of the word. It's it's like it's, it's like structuring myself, cutting certain shit out, like like to, so I can better myself. I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're saying. I, I don't get really what know the word. There's like, one that, specific though. word that I'm thinking about. Oh, you're talking about uh, discipline. Yeah, disciplining myself. 
yeah. disciplining myself. <laughs> My God, that's that's <laughs> one and two. They honestly both number one, but certain circumstances. Shit, that's probably mine too. Discipline. Either it's between discipline. No, actually, it's not even between. It's discipline and actually like going through with certain things. Because there's a lot of things that I do that I half ass sometimes. Because I feel like, well, maybe this ain't for me. I just, yeah. I just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of putting. But you never know. I I don't know what could happen with anything. Because like I said, there's a lot of shit that I do do. And there's a lot of shit that I'm doing right now, but I don't. I'm childish. Know. <laughs> I'm childish. <laughs> nigga said doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the face that nigga made, bro. He said doo doo. Like what? We in our twenties, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, like like I was saying, um, when it comes to like things like that, I just gotta stick with certain things. It's like, yeah, like I said, I half-ass do shit a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like you said, it's because I don't know if it's going to work out or not. Mm-hmm. It's just, you got to keep pushing with that right. chance. It's easy to give up, but it's going to feel better if you don't, and then you make it. And even if you don't, it's going to be the experience that you take into uh, that you take into account. It's like, all right, I learned from this, and you move forward. Mm-hmm. That's you gotta put it into your life. Apply it. Alright, I guess mine is. I feel like I already started really working on mine. That's like, I wanna bet on myself more, and then actually go do it. Because I always been like, yeah, I really don't give a fuck what anybody else think about what I do or how I do things. But I will also talk myself out of doing certain shit. So this year. Fuck it. I started, we started the podcast, boom. Started running track again, boom. I'm just doing stuff because I'm betting on myself and I know I'm going to be successful with whatever I do. So I'm going to do what I want and stop limiting myself because other people feel like, oh, that might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to listen to your podcast. You ain't going to be able to do this. I'm going to show you what I'm going to do and I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I mean, for me, like, I came into this year just, like, with one word in my mind, it was just, like, fulfillment. Like, living out all of my dreams, living out all of my, you know, chances, and making the best out of everything. So, I just want to continue just maximizing my opportunity, every chance that I get. So, just continue to work hard. Invest my money, and then um, you know, just putting myself out there more, and you know, making sure that I can turn everything that I dream about into a reality. I respect that. Yep. You starting the the lifelong process. Yeah, it's a, it's a lifelong process, but um, you know, it's something that I feel like it's gonna work out. You know, you just gotta like I said, like I told you this yesterday, like you just gotta keep. Keep talking about it. The more mm-hmm. you keep talking about it, it's never gonna fade. So, if as long as that idea doesn't fade, it's always gonna, you know, be presentable. And if you present it to the right person, then that, you know, that idea becomes an action. For sure. But yeah. Right, Other than so that, that's it. That is everything that we've reached on today. All right. So, before we end it, end it. 
Alright. The podcast is called the Fuck Your Opinions Podcast. Mm-hmm. But the viewers is looking at that like, okay, fuck your opinions. What does that mean? I want us as the people who's on here to tell them what does fuck your opinions mean to us personally before we end off this episode. Fuck your opinions means fuck your opinions. <laughs> we have our views as well as you have your views. and But people's views and opinions can't control your life. I feel a certain way. You feel a certain way. You have the right to feel that certain way. I have a right to feel that certain way. Mm-hmm. So it's just... From from my end to your end, if you disagree, fuck you. And if you disagree, it don't gotta be fuck you. It's not it's not disrespectfully fuck you, but it's like it's like all right. From my end to your end, if you disagree, you disagree. I'm not gonna take no no. It's not gonna have no effect on my heart. And if you disagree with me, then you shouldn't. It shouldn't have an effect on my heart or, or your heart, whichever way I just said it, bro. Yeah. Vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, this shit is right in the damn title. Facts. It's fuck your opinion. But just know that whatever we say is off of how we feel. It shouldn't be based off of how you feel. And no matter what your opinion is, it doesn't reflect on us. Your opinion does not change or dictate what we are going to say. Because we're ultimately going to always say what the hell is on our minds. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it, too. Fuck your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully, it's like, my opinion is my opinion. It's almost like uh, T-Stone. For real, for real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Different strokes for different folks. All right, so, boom. When I they came up with the name, and I was like, yo, I want to start the podcast. I want the podcast to be Fuck Your Opinions. I chose Fuck Your Opinions because looking on social media, everybody trying to fit into whatever box is hot at that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like nah i got my own box i'm fit into my box and if if you don't like it i don't care your opinions are not going to change who i am but that doesn't mean like everything i say is law like live your life your way i'm gonna live my life mine when i'm on here i said what i said and i meant that shit but that does not mean everything I said was right, and that does not mean everything I'm going to say is wrong. As a as a listener, as a viewer, y'all got the right to be in the comments. Like, mm-hmm. I don't agree when Andre said did it this, or I don't agree when Boog said you allowed to beat the tranny up if they didn't tell you it was a tranny. I ain't say that shit. You can say that, <laughs> but that does not mean. That I'm going to change my viewpoint just because you told me you're upset. Fact, no, upset we're you, not. That's just on you. Like, not, this is a safe place for everybody to speak their opinions because fuck everybody else. Right. And we're not politically correct. So we say whatever we want to say, no filter. It don't matter if we doing this starting out. It don't matter if we do this and we're famous and we come up big off of this. Because no matter when or what, no matter what time frame, we're going to say whatever we want to say. Because we want to say it. Yeah, it's fuck your opinion. Because you wouldn't want somebody to tell you to change your viewpoint because of how that you made them feel. So we're not going to do it here. We do this out of, you know, our true minds. And we do this to do no disrespect towards nobody else. This is just how we feel and we're going to continue to live through that. 
our truth, your problem. Exactly. And hopefully us living and speaking our truth can help y'all do the same. Because mm -hmm. I already know going into every episode, somebody on here is going to say something that might get the whole table canceled. Even though it's gonna be me. Even though I tell y'all, <laughs> everybody speaks for themselves. What Bug say, what Bug say. What Derek say, what Derek say. What I says, what I say. What Jalen says, what Jalen says. Yes, we may agree sometimes, but just because I said something, do not mean I'm speaking for the group. Yes, <laughs> but other than that, um, appreciate the. Oh, you got some notes. Don't forget to hit us up for the uh, dodgeball game. Not dodge, kickball, kickball game. game. Matter of fact, we'll play game. dodgeball too, tournament. depending on uh, how many people we get. But definitely the kickball tournament first. Just contact us on the plug to social medias. Personal. Y dot o underscore pod, correct? Oh, yep. And then at DDTC underscore it on Instagram. And then if you know us personally, hit us on the personals, numbers, whatever you whatever you need to do. Don't text my phone. I won't respond. <laughs> He'll respond. <laughs> Alright y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening. Rate the rate the junk. Give us a five star review, one star review. What's your opinion? But fuck it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, love, peace and prosperity, everybody.